4: Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio.
5: Happy Casual Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. One of our episodes this week was about Ignatius Sancho. And this is only tangentially related. What, what I wrote that we recorded last week before this one was the episode about why nobody talks about the Irish slaves. And when we came out of the studio from doing that there were newly tweeted tweets from liam hogan about that particular idea circulating a lot in ireland um, in response to black people in ireland sharing their own experiences with racism and i was thinking we have not really talked about like racial history or or racism um like in the uk that much at all on the show it, which like it led me all down to, like a couple of mental paths one was that we had a soccer coach when I was in high school who was from England who claimed that there was no racism in England and that's not correct but then I was like you know what might be a good thing to include is like something along those lines that's about like the 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 UK in some way or Britain and Ireland in some way yeah um and I that That led me to Ignatius Sancho, and then when I started doing the research, I realized I started researching this episode in 2017, and then I put it aside for some reason. (laughs) I I think it might have been because I was afraid it was going to sound too similar to the one that we had just done, like, when I started researching it on Ira Frederick Aldridge. Like, I thought, oh, yeah. I think going into it, I thought that there was going to be a lot more about Ignatius Sancho's stage career, when really that was like a sentence.
4: Yeah, I um, I have a folder of those episodes that I have started and halted for whatever reason. But uh-huh. there are times when I go back and was like, I did that. Like, <laughs> I have no recollection of ever starting particular ones.
5: Yeah, occasionally when I go clean up my bookmarks, um, I I find stuff like that and I I collect it all together. And so I have this, um, a folder called Potential Topics that is stuff that I have started researching but have never gotten around to. And looking at it right now, it actually has a folder on the Black Sox scandal. So we've done that. I can take that out of there. Um, And I also have one called Probably Not, which is things that I started researching thinking that it was going to work and then was like, oh, I don't think this is going to Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. That's very funny. Um,
4: I really, really enjoyed this. I'm glad you picked this one. One, because his story is so interesting. Two, I, it's funny, and I'm glad that you specifically talked about his writing style. Mm-hmm. I love his writing style. I do, too. Like, you and I both have worked for long years as copy editors. Mm-hmm. And we. what's funny is that sometimes people, when they email us, will say, like, I'm nervous about emailing you because I know you edit copies. I don't think either of us cares. No, we particularly
5: really Particularly
4: <laughs> about whether or not your punctuation and grammar are perfect. Nope. Uh, we've said it before, like, the longer you work as a copy editor, the more you realize, one, that everybody makes errors and it's no big deal. And two, that, like, everybody has their own style that reflects the way they speak often. Mm-hmm. And ideally, like to me, that is a a more enjoyable way to read than like a perfectly constructed uh paragraph that where all of the grammar is ideal and all of the punctuation is is textbook perfect. Yeah. Um. One, it's just a little more interesting. Two, you get a better sense of who the writer is, and so I really, really like uh the way he cuts his phrases with dashes in some places because you it it reads like casual speech which i love.
5: Yeah, and i mean if you just look at it, if you look at a a page of a letter that has been rendered as, you know, a typeface but punctuated as he punctuated it, just glancing at it, it can kind of look like somebody just like shook a shaker of um of dashes on there <laughs> <laughs> But i find it really really fun to read. Um and i don't think i have i've seen people make comparisons to various other letter writers. Um, in the 18th and maybe 19th centuries. Um, but what it reminded me of a little bit was uh, was actually Peep's diary in terms of like the random things that he was observing around him in London and sometimes the tone that was just uh, like wry and witty sometimes. Like it's it's definitely not a complete one-to-one comparison because it was letters rather than a diary. But like I, f- I feel like it has some of the same Uh, flavor from time to time. I can see that. It's very cool.
4: I very much enjoyed this one. Thank you again. (laughs) I'm glad you liked it. Uh, One of the subjects we talked about this week was Free Frank McWhorter, uh, which is in some ways a wonderful story and in many ways a heartbreaking story uh, because you want to cheer for him because he overcame so much, but it sucks that he had to overcome so much.
5: Yeah, he had to uh, overcome all that. And then also, like we said in the episode very briefly, like, there's also the part that we did not really get into, which is like the exploitation of indigenous people and the land that they were living on. Because any time we talk about somebody buying land from the government, that's what we're talking about.
4: Yeah, that's that's how the government got it. You mentioned, too, at the end of the episode, the the really difficult topic of of sometimes people who were enslaved and even after they had gained their freedom had to kind of buy into that system that was enslaving people in the first place in order to make a difference uh, which is a really stinky paradox to be in
5: yeah and like the,
4: the part of it when I was researching that really struck me in regards to that and that really broke my heart was when he was getting ready to move to Illinois but had to like make nice with everybody who still enslaved his kids and be like, no, no, I promise you, I promise you I'm going to come back and purchase their freedom. We're good, right? Like, he had to completely reassure the people who held his children in such an awful situation that he was trustworthy. And it makes me, like, angry cry and clench my fists and want to punch things.
5: Yeah, yeah. He, He really was, like, he was having to not only save up the money to do this, but also, like, placate and manage the feelings of white people.
4: Uh Uh-huh. There is a part of me, though, that really, really loves the idea that all of these people thought he could not do what he wanted to do in saving up this money, in Mm -hmm. securing his family's freedom. And I just sort of wish, like, we could get a snapshot of their faces when they realized that they had put every obstacle in his path and he still was like, okay, good, I'm ready to make this transaction now. Um, uh, yeah, that's just a, a little a little historical schadenfreude for me. Uh,
5: yeah. So uh, in your research, did you find anything regarding his his sort of thinking behind establishing New Philadelphia as an integrated community?
4: Um, there really isn't. That is the trick with Frank McWhorter, is that... He was not, to the best of our knowledge, like, keeping a diary. His internal thoughts were not really recorded. Um, Even as he was running the community, there's not a lot of documentation about his point of view as a leader. I think it was one of those cases where, one, because of the nature of the community he had lived in from the time he was 18 in Kentucky, which obviously was a, a slave state. There are a lot of histories that talk about the fact that even though it was a slave state and obviously there is an imbalance of power, mm-hmm. there was a cert- a different sort of relationship in th- some of these frontier areas that were small communities where uh, some you kind of had to rely on each other enough that some of those boundaries got a little blurrier. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, evidenced in the fact that, like, he was left behind by the person who enslaved him to run things and was trusted to run things, which also meant that, that McWhorter was trusting Frank to handle things like business transactions with white people at that point on behalf of him. So there is clearly some level of that being a normal state of affairs for Frank, I think. And so when he started selling plots of land, I don't, I would guess, and again, speculation, I can't imagine it was an issue for him one way or the other, really. Mm -hmm. He just wanted like a place where he and his family could live and everybody else who wanted to come there, that was okay with him because he saw them as all kind of just wanting a new start. Mm -hmm. Again, that is my speculation. Um, But I I do think that's probably part of the result of being in that frontier space where, where he was. And again, he was running a business completely illegally if you think about it his saltpeter business like he was not legally allowed to have any sort of contract so any of that would have been not legal even though everybody was was entering into those sales transactions with him um so there is sort of some fuzziness in all of that in terms of like one the the rights and legal abilities of an enslaved person at that time in that community that I think informed his his later life uh, behaviors and and ventures. So, yeah, uh, that is our casual Friday. Hope if you work a regular work week that heading into the weekend, you have a good one. Uh, if you would like to write to us, you could do so at historypodcast at iheartradio.com. You can also reach us on social media as missed in history. And uh, if you would like to subscribe, it's super easy. You could do that on the iheartradio app at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
5: Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women